Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up? It's your boy, Jerry Clark, and I am the host of Storytime with Legendary Jerry Podcast. For the last 30 years, I have worked with some of your favorite artists like Outkast, Killer Mike, Jeezy, Akon, Jermaine Dupri, and so many, many more. Storytime with Legendary Jerry is an ode to the South. Southern rap has had the game on lock for years, and now I'm telling you legendary stories of how we did it. Listen to Storytime with Legendary Jerry on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's Angela Yee, host of Angela Yee's Lip Service. If you listen to my podcast, you know I love making space for women to be themselves. That's why I'm excited to be part of Women Take the Mic, iHeartRadio's celebration of the women who make music, influence change, and create culture. All month long, your favorite voices from talk radio, music, and podcasting will highlight the remarkable achievements made by women and discuss the most significant issues facing us today. Head to iHeartRadio.com slash Women's Day for more. And listen to Women Take the Mic on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On Theme is a production of iHeartRadio and Fairweather Friends Media. I'm Katie. And I'm Eves. Do you remember the last time you asked me for advice? No, not really. If I've ever asked you for advice. <laughs> you don't think I got words of wisdom or something? It's definitely not about that. I usually don't seek advice from friends. Like, I will if it's something that's really super specific to them that I think they could help me with. Like if you wanted to know how to be the baddest bitch this side of the Mason-Dixon line? Uh, Something like that. <laughs> It's common for folks to seek advice from people that they don't know personally. You mean like a therapist? Yeah, or a vocation with less schooling and more direct answers and advice columnists. Today's episode of On Theme is Advice for the Wise and Otherwise. So are you super into advice columns? I mean, I have been in my day. And which day was that? (laughs) The days when my life was in shambles. Let me tell you something about me. I hate learning life lessons. Well, okay, let me say it right. I hate learning life lessons firsthand. I'd much rather read it in a book or simply watch someone else fuck up so badly that it's forever imprinted on my brain to (laughs) never, and I mean never, put myself in that situation. That is so, honestly, Katie, that is so shady. (laughs) But learning hard life lessons firsthand does kind of suck in the moment. Real bad. So when I was in my down bad days, I would read advice columns and watch Lifetime Movies Girl (laughs) to see what other pitfalls to avoid. But now that I'm out of that space, thank you, Jesus, (laughs) I can look at advice columns in a new way. What do you mean by that? 
Okay, so, you know, I've been doing research for my book about Black bookstores. Mm -hmm. So one of the sources of my research are the archives of Black newspapers like the Atlanta Daily World, New York Amsterdam News, and the Chicago Defender. So I was just, you know, looking in the archives and came across an advice column in the Chicago Defender called Advice to the Wise and Otherwise. That's a great title. Right? It definitely caught my attention. So I started reading it and found out that the advice columnist is a woman who goes by Princess Mysteria. That's another fun name. A marketing genius of the day. When was this advice column around? Um, From 1921 until Mysteria's death in 1930. Okay, okay. So I go down this rabbit hole about this advice column and about Princess Mysteria, Mm -hmm. whose birth name was Valida Hill Strotter. Okay. And I started to look at advice columns in a new way, like more as storytelling devices. Mm. And what led you to that, given that you've been reading advice columns and never really saw them that way before? I think at first it was Princess Mysteria herself. She's using a pen name. She describes herself as a mentalist or mind reader. So there's already that element of performance and personal branding. But beyond that, Princess Mysteria was a Black American woman claiming to be Indian. Okay, so she was just making that up? Yes, girl. She was born in the southern United States. But it was common at the time for Black women claiming to have psychic powers to say they were Indian. Okay, so I guess it gave them that credibility to be considered foreign. I think so. So that also got me to thinking, what makes a thing a Black thing? Or like, what makes a piece of media Black? Mm -hmm. Like, is it the creator, the audience, the talent, the content? Because with Princess Mysteria, we have a Black woman who is pretending to be Indian, responding to Black advice seekers in a Black newspaper. And I imagine that with Black advice columns, some of what people want advice on has to do with race, of course. Yeah, but not only that, oftentimes advice columns in white newspapers wouldn't even respond to Black advice seekers. You know, we're talking early 1920s. A white advice column editor was more likely to just want to help a white person. And if they did respond to a question about race... They were more often than not like pro-white supremacy, pro-racial hierarchy type stuff. Mm. And so we saw examples of this happening with people. So they just wouldn't answer people if they were Black or if those people wrote in, they weren't the ones who were being responded to. Yeah, it was rare to see a question being asked by that had to do with race. So you're assuming it's a Black person because, I mean, it's pretty anonymous writing into these advice columns. Mm. So if you're saying like, hey, my name is disappointed in the racist system, (laughs) they're probably not going (laughs) to reply to you or they're going to like say some pro-white supremacy stuff like stay in your place. Who cares? Those advice column names, they'd be real specific to the issue that's going on. (laughs) For some reason, that is a mainstay in advice columns to where the name (laughs) of the person just has to be the situation. Not just I like think it's cute. <laughs> not Brianna <laughs> Smith, you know. <laughs> not right. Not not even Jane Doe, you know. But mm-hmm. they gotta get they gotta get funky with got, it. Got to. So it was very much like stay in your place situation. Very much stay in your place, Negro. So were there other reasons that you started to look at advice columns in terms of the storytelling in them, or was it just mostly Princess Mysterious performance? No, there are other reasons. So we know that advice seeking and giving has been around for a long time in some form or another. I mean, advice columns themselves date back to the late 1690s. But around the end of the 19th century, 
newspapers became an ideal form for folks to seek advice. So what was going on with newspapers at the time? Well, first of all, they're becoming cheaper because paper was becoming cheaper. Um, So they're more accessible. And so they start becoming mass produced. And women were starting to be seen as newspaper readers, which wasn't the case before. Um, A lot of the times the women, even though they might not be the breadwinners for white women, like they weren't really working outside the home. And for black women, they were working outside the home, but they were also um, kind of in charge with the family's finances. And the United States being one big commercial, there were ads in the um, (laughs) papers. So newspapers were like, we're going to have these ads. These women are going to be like reading the newspaper, finding out what's going on. Um, in the economy, finding out what's going on in their neighborhoods. So women were really targeted in that way with newspapers in a way that we hadn't seen before. They became more accessible. And in terms of storytelling, the fact that a lot of these advice columns were in newspaper is very fitting to me because the news is often like called the first draft of history. Have you ever heard that? No. Can you explain what you mean by the first draft of history? Yeah. So like say something happens today, like breaking news You'll see that in the newspaper tomorrow. And, you know, it's not going to have that analysis of like 50 years down the road, like all that was going on, all the implications of that. But it's telling you like what's happening right now, basically. So when people like me are going through the archives of these newspapers, trying to figure out like what were people thinking about this particular subject, you're looking at the first draft of that history in the newspapers. Mm -hmm. So for advice columns, I don't see those as the first draft of history, mm. but they are like people's interior thoughts, interpersonal worlds, and they often are colliding with these big societal changes that you are seeing being reported in newspapers. And I think the questions and answers reveal that relationship between the two. So it was kind of like you got to get this professional buttoned up like in a suit version of what was happening in the day. And then you also got to get this like version of the news that was a lot more casual. So if the news is the first draft of history, would you say that advice columns are like an edited second draft of a journal? That's a good way of describing it. Like semi-polished, edited for print, innermost thoughts. If I compare it to modern times, I feel like advice columns were kind of like Twitter. It's like a medium to build community amongst folks who usually would be strangers. Um, But it also has that that element of anonymity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people... People be flexing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're telling me there were people who were keyboard warriors. I guess, what would you call them back then? Pencil pen warriors? Pen perpetrators. Pen perpetrators. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's nothing stopping folks from embellishing a bit or obscuring some of the facts about themselves to make it sound a little better in their favor. Or you'll just see people writing in and not even asking a question. Like the, I don't have a question is more of a comment person after a panel. Yes. <laughs> just be talking like, <laughs> what is your question? I know you have beef with those people, Katie. And it's so <laughs> funny to me. <laughs> okay, so I'm curious. What types of advice did Princess Mysteria dish out? Oh, I forgot to mention, and I think you'll like this. Mm-hmm. Princess Mysteria was a performer on the vaudeville circuit, which was like a variety show that included stuff like singing and mental shows and acting. And she was often referred to as a magician as well as a mentalist or mind reader. Ooh, you know I like that. Black magicians do have a special place in my heart. I know. But you'll have to wait till after the break to find out what she was talking about. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. 
I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Some would call a thought leader. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. No unexplained theories, no mundane lessons, no using 20 words when two will do. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. I'm giving you straight talk, relatable stories, and life lessons through my own experiences and the lens of others. We're not just talking about why financial freedom is important. We're focusing on how you can achieve it too. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done from the streets to the suites. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up? It's your boy, Jerry Clark, and I am the host of Storytime with Legendary Jerry Podcast. For the last 30 years, I have worked with some of your favorite artists, like Outkast, Killer Mike, Jeezy, Akon, Jermaine Dupri, and so many, many more. Storytime with Legendary Jerry is an ode to the South. Southern rap has had the game on lock for years, and now I'm telling you legendary stories of how we did it. Like Pastor Troy doing the ad-libs for one of Justin Timberlake's biggest hits. Whenever you listen to Cry Me a River, man, I'm all through them ad-libs on that song. It's that voila, voila, cry me a river, ah. Y'all hear this, man? to it, man. And what if I told you Jazzy Faye and CeeLo have an unreleased album just sitting in the vault waiting? Now, you and CeeLo had a group for a minute, man. Yeah, we had a whole album in the can. We got a, we have a whole album. Now I have partnered with iHeart Podcast to bring you one of the hottest podcasts in the game, telling you some of the most unheard stories in the music industry. Listen to Storytime with Legendary Jerry on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's Angela Yee, host of Angela Yee's Lip Service. If you listen to my podcast, you know I love making space for women to be themselves. That's why I'm excited to be part of Women Take the Mic, iHeartRadio's celebration of the women who make music, influence change, and create culture. All month long, your favorite voices from talk radio, music, and podcasting will highlight the remarkable achievements made by women and discuss the most significant issues facing us today. Search Women Take the Mic to listen to a collection of international Women's Day episodes from iHeart's top podcasts, including Dear Chelsea, The Psychology of Your 20s, and Lip Service. It's a great way to support women and discover your new favorite show. Head to iHeartRadio.com slash Women's Day for more and listen to Women Take the Mic on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So part of her act was answering questions from the audience, and these audience members got personal. They asked about love, illness, lost money, all out in the open for everyone to hear, no shame. But it sounds like they liked the answers they were getting because that was Princess Mysteria's segue into her column, Advice for the Wise and Otherwise. And that column became the most read Black advice column at the time. Because even though it was in the Chicago Defender, because of the Great Migration, the Chicago Defender was circulated around the country. So all of Black America was locked into her her column. A good chunk, for sure. So based on her larger-than-life persona, I imagine that her advice was larger than life, too. That would be a good guess, but surprisingly, her advice was pretty concise and to the point. She did focus on racial uplift, even though she was pretending to be Indian, a little 
paradoxical <laughs> there. Um, and her advice was more feminist than many others at the time. So if you look at a lot of the well-known white advice columnists, mm-hmm. They kind of shied away from anything like too controversial. Like it would be very rare to see Dorothy Dix, who had an advice column called Dear Dorothy. Like she wouldn't tell people to leave their husband Mm -hmm. or anything. Like they kind of focused on like happiness. Mm -hmm. They had to maintain an image. Yeah, yeah. So Princess Mysteria, she responded to topics that were kind of considered off limits for advice columns, like divorce, abortion, sexual assault. But that being said, she was real respectable. (laughs) Because I was just going to say, sounds like she was flouting respectability a lot. But nah, <laughs> she was like very big into temperance for men and women, which I guess might be making her a little bit more uh, progressive for the time. Okay, so this is Pansy G in Spokane, Washington. Pansy says, Please tell me why I always lose all of the fellows I've ever had. I treat them nicely and I do not mind kissing them if they ask me to. Okay, Pansy. And Princess Mysteria says, Familiarity breeds contempt, Pansy. Is an old saying but true. If you wish to attain the respect of your friends, be ladylike, reserved, dignified, and above reproach at all times and in all places. All times and all places? I feel like that's a lot to keep up with. Yes, like let Panty kiss. But I do think looking at advice columns, the answers these colonists were giving, give us a peek into the morals at the time, or at least what people want to state the morals are in public. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was kind of like this Instagram filter over how we should be acting. Mm-hmm. And like, for me, it makes me think about who the hell is Princess Mysteria to be giving this advice? Like, what are the credentials? I think a good advice columnist, and I think we're seeing this more in newer advice columns, they have a, like some level of expertise on a specific genre of advice they're giving. So you mean like a couples therapist giving relationship advice in an advice column? Yeah, but it doesn't have to be a formal degree. Lived experience is great, too. I know Jamila Lemieux has an advice column on parenting, and she's been a parent for over a decade. And Elaine Welteroth has an advice column talking about pivoting, something she's done many times in her personal and professional life. So what I'm saying is, I see Princess Mysteria doing a bunch of moralizing to Miss Pansy. But is this really your expertise? Mm-hmm. And I find like, do you, I remember when I first learned about the concept of an unreliable narrator and my mind was blown that you know, a book's narrator could lie. <laughs> right. So the people writing in are definitely unreliable narrators, right? Because like you have no idea if what they're saying is the truth or like how much they're embellishing, how much they're like trying to say to make themselves feel good or sound good or whatever. But also the people giving advice. I like the advice columns that are like really considered and like specific to that person's situation. Mm -hmm. Princess Mysterious, she kind of positioned herself as like the relationship girly. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, of course, she would respond to this in some way. And, you know, she was over here promoting like racial uplift and temperance. So like this is definitely something that I feel like she was comfortable replying to. Mm -hmm. Why did Princess Mysteria think that she had expertise around relationships. Well, I know there was also a Prince Mysteria girl. Uh So they kind of did their show together. Mm -hmm. And so when they were on the circuit, I think those were just the questions people tended to ask and they kind of went with that. 
Okay. She had already built up credibility for herself, basically, just by having him on the road with her as a person who could speak on relationships. Yeah, and you know, she's a mind reader, so maybe she's like, <laughs> you're going to fall in love with someone with that letter K and they name. And they say, you know, oh my so God, like, I did. <laughs> they came yeah, back later. <laughs> she might have had some repeat customers in her advice column that came to some of her shows. So give me another example of her advice. Is there any that you actually liked? Oh, yeah. I found one very funny and probably something I'd say if they were to ask me. This one is from Sam in Kansas City, Missouri. Sam writes... Madam Princess, will you tell me the best thing for me to do? I left my wife and came west with another girl. The girl deserted me after two months, and my wife refuses to take me back. What must I do? He's trifling as hell, and Princess Mysteria lets him know and replies with, Retribution is slow in some cases, but swift enough in yours. Three cheers for your wife. She is strictly first class, and for you... If there's worse luck for you, which more than likely there is, I hope that it makes haste and comes to you. Okay. She was not playing with Sam. At all. Like, no advice given. Just dragged him. And I could definitely see other advice columns encouraging Sam to, like, do a romantic gesture that's actually just stalking. But Princess Mysteria basically told him to take the fast lane to hell. And I respect that. Yeah, I also think there is a situation of missing information here, too, though, because this is still just Sam's side. And so she was making a lot of assumptions as well. She is strictly first class. You don't know that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she was definitely making assumptions, but I like that she dragged him. Because honestly, if you write that, I feel like... You left out some other trifling stuff you did. Yeah, Because what you said was already trifling. Yeah, that is true. You shouldn't have sent this in, Sam. But you know what? I hope Sam got his life together. Not with his wife, but just in general. So you want a happy ending? Yeah. That's very you. Like, <laughs> that is very Katie. I want Sam to be, be better, Sam. Be better. Be better, Sam. And, you know, I feel like we've gotten to know Princess Mysteria, but I did want to check in with a more current advice columnist and get their take on advice columns as storytelling devices and on the craft in general. We'll be hearing from Damon Young, a current advice giver, after the break. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman, some would call a thought leader. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. No unexplained theories, no mundane lessons, no using 20 words when two will do. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. I'm giving you straight talk, relatable stories, and life lessons through my own experiences and the lens of others. We're not just talking about why financial freedom is important. We're focusing on how you can achieve it too. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done from the streets to the suites. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up? This your boy, Jerry Clark, and I am the host of Storytime with Legendary Jerry Podcast. For the last 30 years, I have worked with some of your favorite artists, 
like Outkast, Killer Mike, Jeezy, Akon, Jermaine Dupri, and so many, many more. Storytime with Legendary Jerry is an ode to the South. Southern rap has had the game on lock for years, and now I'm telling you legendary stories of how we did it. Like Pastor Troy doing the ad-libs for one of Justin Timberlake's biggest hits. Whenever you listen to Cry Me a River, man, I'm all through them ad-libs on that song. It's that one line, one Cry Me a River, ah. Y'all hear this, man? to it, man. And what if I told you Jazzy Faye and CeeLo have an unreleased album just sitting in the vault waiting? Now, you and CeeLo had a group for a minute, man. Yeah, we had a whole album in the can. We got a, we have a whole album. Now I have partnered with iHeart Podcast to bring you one of the hottest podcasts in the game, telling you some of the most unheard stories in the music industry. Listen to Storytime with Legendary Jerry on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's Angela Yee, host of Angela Yee's Lip Service. If you listen to my podcast, you know I love making space for women to be themselves. That's why I'm excited to be part of Women Take the Mic, iHeartRadio's celebration of the women who make music, influence change, and create culture. All month long, your favorite voices from talk radio, music, and podcasting will highlight the remarkable achievements made by women and discuss the most significant issues facing us today. Search Women Take the Mic to listen to a collection of international Women's Day episodes from iHeart's top podcasts, including Dear Chelsea, The Psychology of Your 20s, and Lip Service. It's a great way to support women and discover your new favorite show. Head to iHeartRadio.com slash Women's Day for more and listen to Women Take the Mic on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Damon Young. Um, author of What Does a Kill You Makes You Blacker, host of Stuck with Damon Young. Do you have an idea why people come to you for advice? Like, we know you're a very smart brother. Is, like, that the criteria <laughs> that people are like, that's who I need to talk to? I mean, I think I think there's a few things at play. I mean, one, you know, I'm a, cis, I'm a cishet man, and people like to go to men for advice, right, particularly about dating and relationship related things. So first answer is patriarchy, right? Um, and the second thing, I, I think that I've been very intentional with just like, you know, I'm a, I'm just a regular nigga from Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? I am not like some guru. I try to be thoughtful, try to be conscientious, progressive, all that. But at the end of the day, you know, I think when people come to me, it's like, okay, they're going to come to Damon. Damon's going to try to be as honest as he can possibly be. And Damon also, you know, might be vulnerable, might be absurd, might be silly, but you're not going to get like some concrete, like men need to do this and women need to do that. You know I mean? We're real people out here just all trying to figure out what to do, how to live, how to make a life in this little bit of time we have on this earth. And so I feel like my advice uh, reflects that. Has there ever been a moment when you gave advice that you thought was thoughtful and conscientious and then you thought about it a little bit more after you gave that advice and you were like, I think I would like to change something that I said? All the time. Now, I don't think I've given someone like advice that was like dangerously wrong. Okay, so for instance, um, one of my columns at The Post, um, a person had written in and was concerned about her daughter's, you know, who I think is a college student, her daughter's sudden weight gain and hair loss. And I wrote back in a way that I thought was thoughtful. She seemed to ex be experiencing a high level of stress right now. 
And she doesn't need you to be reminding her like, oh, you're getting fat or, oh, you're getting bald. No, you you need to be supportive of your daughter who apparently is going through such a stressful time that is actually having a physiological effect on her. And so I, I wrote that out, you know, and I thought, and again, I thought that it was thoughtful. I thought it was conscientious, but then I read the comments and there were people who were saying like, actually, yes, the stress thing might be true. All that might be true, but it sounds like this, this, this young person might have a thyroid issue, might have an actual medical issue mm-hmm. that she might need to see a doctor about. And again, that's something that didn't, didn't come to me at all while I was while I was actually writing it. But then I read the comments like, oh, I probably I, I definitely should have at least, you know, obviously I, you can't know for sure if this is true, but you are, you know, I, I should have written that in as like a possibility. Mm. The advice wasn't as, I guess, as um, complete as I thought it was. Is there ever gaps between the advice you give and what you would actually do if you were that person in the situation? Because I know when my homegirls come to me for advice, I'd be like, well, what I do, I, I, da, 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 I put shit in his tank. Don't play with me. Like, no, and I would not do that. Like, <laughs> are you ever in like, I wouldn't really do that, but I'm going to tell you to do that type situation. <laughs> Honestly, not as much. Okay. Not as much. Like, I, I, I try, I, I do try to, you know, you know, give people the sort of advice that I would, um, that, that I would do myself. Okay. For instance, another instance with the Washington Post where a person wrote in about a family member who had really like shitty, terrible politics. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were like, they didn't know whether or not to, to keep this person in their lives to cut them off. And my advice was like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that you would not be in the wrong if you were to cut this person off or at the very least limit your interactions with them drastically. Like I'm, I'm not a believer in the idiom that, you know, family, you know, family knows best. Like if someone has opinions or someone has politics or beliefs that are actively right, antagonistic, actively harmful, actively in contrast to, to what you believe. And, 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 and we're not talking about something like, you know, I feel like, people need to, I feel like rich people need to pay more taxes. No, I mean, we're talking about shit like abortion rights or, or trans rights or, 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 or race stuff or whatever, then yeah, you maybe need to end that relationship. And I, I don't have a problem doing that. You're more mature than me because I'd be giving bad advice. <laughs> That's why nobody pays me to give advice though. So. In your advice, you also talk about your personal situations. Like there was one in the Washington Post that you did where you talked about your car was repossessed, I think. And I was just thinking about like how much vulnerability is seems, I don't know if it's required, but that it seems like you've made a choice to put into your advice. And I wonder how that plays for you, like how you make those decisions to be vulnerable in certain moments and maybe pull back in other moments and why you choose to do so in those moments. Well, the vulnerability is is something that I think is characteristic of of my writing, of my work. Um, and so to not have it with my advice, I would just basically turn into a different person, right, if I were to remove that from it. Now, I don't pull back. Now, there are times when I maybe hold back. And what I mean in terms of distinguishing the two is like, okay, I don't have to tell people everything about me. but I, I think one of the things that people 
want the like when people come to me for advice, you know, you're going to get vulnerability, you know, you're going to get like, you know, maybe an unflattering instance of me doing a thing or a thing that happened to me that kind of relates to what we're talking about. Right. And so I think to remove that would be, you know, I, I think including that is one of the things that maybe distinguishes me. Parasocial relationships are such a thing in this day and age. Mm-hmm. So do you worry about that when you're being vulnerable? And is there any element of hesitancy around the that and how parasocial relationships could be formed with these people you're you're engaging with? I mean, I don't have the sort of status where a motherfucker is going to be coming to my door, you know, like falling in love, you know, or falling in whatever or hate or whatever because of some advice. Like it's not it's not like that serious. Mm -hmm. Um, But I actually like it when people feel like a personal connection with me through my writing, because, again, that makes them more interested in what I have to say. One of the things about newspaper advice columns, it is like a storytelling entertainment space, do you try to balance being informative and answering the question for that particular person with entertaining and providing some escapism for the other people who are reading it that didn't write in? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a column. You're not just giving advice, right? You're, you're actually writing a column. And so the, the writing of the column actually is, for me, it, it, it would be like the most fun part. Like, okay, because sometimes people write in and the answer is like a simple yes or no, but you have 500 words, <laughs> you know, that you got to fill for this column. So you can't just say, yep, <laughs> and, that's it, and that's the end of it. You got to, you know, you got to add some some stuff to it. Maybe tell a story, maybe make an analogy, you know, maybe making maybe take them down the journey before you get to the yes um, maybe explore why you maybe take them like down a hypothetical where if you choose no, then this it would be what happened, which makes the yes more more apparent. But yeah, that part was the part that was really interesting and fun to me. It's like, oh, okay, well, let me figure out how to turn this answer into a column. I think it's time for roll credits, Katie. Ease who, what. Would you like to give credit to this week? I would like to give credit to rest. I feel like that's something I always want to give credit to. But I uh, realize the importance of slowing down, of taking my time to do things. And when I really need rest and to honor listening to my body and my mind when it tells me that I need rest. Nice. Shout out, shout out to sleep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> How okay. about you, Damon? Who or what would you like to give credit to? All right. So I have an iPhone, and if you have any Apple products, particularly an iPhone, you know that after you've had it for two years, they just start self-destructing. Mm-hmm. And so my phone started doing that, where it would only charge with one charger, and it was an iPad charger. And and I also had to like make sure it was leaning like up against like a wall, and like had a weight on it, and all this shit, so that it would charge. And so I go to the T-Mobile store. There's a black woman working there. So I tell her to issue my phone. And she's like, okay, um, let me try something. So she takes the paper clip, sends it out, and then it starts going inside like the part where the charger goes in, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just like doing stuff in there, just moving like this paper clip around. 
and she pulls out so much dust <laughs> and lint. I, I felt like she pulled out a whole entire Cheeto at, at some point, <laughs> right? Then she put the phone on a charger. Boom. Mm. And so my phone has been working perfectly since then. Wow. Shout out to her. Shout out to her. What about your credit, Katie? I would like to give credit to Aaron Ross Coleman. <laughs> he gives the best advice. Um, I'm always going to him for advice. And yeah, I feel like he's a very calm person. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, so I need a calm person to like, you know, like, let's think about this, like a different perspective. And he always gives me like a different perspective that's mostly always better than mine. Love it. Thank you so much for coming on On Theme, Damon. Oh, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. This has been a pleasure. Thank you. How can the folks keep up with you? They can't, man. Can't nobody catch me. I'm like <laughs> motherfucking Leo and catch me if you can. Catch me if you motherfuckers can. You know what I mean? Catch me if y'all thought. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm on IG, uh, Damon Young BSB. I'm also a writer in residence at the University of Pittsburgh uh, this year. So um, I'm on campus a couple of days a week. Catch him if you can, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Damon. Thank you. All right. All right, y'all. Thank, thank you for having me. Thanks again to Damon Young for joining us. And we'll see y'all again next week. Bye. On Theme is a production of iHeartRadio and Fairweather Friends Media. This episode was written by Eves Jeffco and Katie Mitchell. It was edited and produced by Tari Harrison. Follow us on Instagram at OnThemeShow. You can also send us an email at hello at OnTheme.show. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, Visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Now, every Thursday... My newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up? This your boy, Jerry Clark, and I am the host of Storytime with Legendary Jerry Podcast. For the last 30 years, I have worked with some of your favorite artists, like Outkast, Killer Mike, Jeezy, Akon, Jermaine Dupree, and so many, many more. Storytime with Legendary Jerry is an ode to the South. Southern rap has had the game on lock for years, and now I'm telling you legendary stories of how we did it. Listen to Storytime with Legendary Jerry on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.